This is the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. We're on episode 47, Coach with Purpose, Four Steps to a Successful Outcome. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Welcome back to our multiple episode series on coaching. Last week, we talked about you being a coach and also what coaching is, as well as some common pitfalls. I do wonder about this last week for you. Did you think differently about being a coach or were you more mindful of who you might have been coaching? Kind of curious about that. Let me know. Send me some notes. I would love to hear. But just as a reminder, we said that coaching is a focused an intentional effort to help another person figure out the best way to achieve his or her goals, build their skill sets or expertise, and produce the results that the organization needs. Well, today we're going to focus on the path to have a successful discussion. And yes, this applies to you whether you have direct reports or if you're a mentor or an informal leader or someone who just has another person's best interests at heart. Essentially, there are four steps to this process. One is setting the stage. Step number two is defining the opportunity or problem. Step number three is discussing and exploring options. And step number four is to develop a plan. What I'm going to share are some best practices and also some potential pitfalls in each of these four steps. Let's start by reviewing set the stage. Step one just means that before you open your mouth to coaching, that it is going to be focused and intentional. This means that you have to know why you're coaching someone else. What are your intentions? What is your purpose in coaching them? Is it because you want a successful partnership with them? Do you want to help them build their credibility? Do you want to help them potentially have a bigger impact with clients? Whatever it is, define your intentions first. Then you want to schedule a discussion with the individual and very importantly, prepare. Prepare for this coaching session. Put some time and energy. Give yourself the space and the thought process to get a great plan together before you do coaching. Do not go in unprepared. Don't half-ass it. Use your whole ass. 
All right. Step number two is really defining the opportunity or problem. And what I mean by this is for some people, we coach them because we see their potential. Maybe you have someone who's a really good technical expert and you see potential for them to have a bigger client impact. And yet maybe there's a little bit of a gap or opportunity in their communication skills. That I would position as an opportunity for growth for someone. You might also have someone that you're working with that has some kind of problem that's getting in the way of them being effective. And I look at something like this, for example, it might be that someone is missing deadlines or they are having a challenge with prioritization and that prioritization is causing them to miss deadlines. Those are problems that need to be addressed. So as a coach, it's really helpful for you to know how you want to frame this issue and also knowing, is it an opportunity for growth or is it a problem? And sometimes it's both and that's okay. And I don't mean that you're going to say, hey, you got a problem, but that would also help you to understand how you're going to frame up the situation for the person you're coaching. There are five elements of this particular step in the process that are really important to do well when you're framing the opportunity or problem. The first one is making sure you're focusing on behaviors and results, not the individual person. And I'm sure you've heard that before. We don't want to make the feedback personal, something they can't change. We want to focus on behaviors, which are changeable, and behaviors are also facts. So rather than saying you need to improve your reliability, what we could say is you need to meet deadlines. Those are two very different pieces of feedback. So focus on the behavior and results. And number two is focus on facts not assumptions. Maybe someone is coming late to your project team meetings. Rather than assuming that they're not committed to the project or that they've overcommitted themselves to other projects, we would focus on the facts by saying something like, I noticed that you've come in late to the last two meetings and spent most of your time checking your messages. What's going on? That's a very neutral way of focusing on facts. We're not making assumptions but we're also asking a question to engage the other person. The third thing that's important to focus on is being specific. Use examples rather than being vague and general in your feedback. We could say something like, and this could be for things that are working well or things that you want to improve. So for example, you could say, I noticed that you interrupted Jeff twice when he was explaining the process, or your report was accurate, complete, and submit it on time. Both of those, very specific. The fourth thing we want to do when we're defining the opportunity or problem is comparing the current to the desired. Because if we're coaching someone on something, it means that we're helping them to grow and develop. So current to desire could be something like, hey, using language that is assertive versus passive will generate increased understanding of your message and enhance your credibility. I am painting a picture between the current, which is a passive communication style, to the desired, which is to be assertive. That helps the person to know what they're moving towards. 
And then the last one is we really want to encourage self-awareness and self-management as a part of our coaching. Because as a coach, typically you're going to see things through a different lens, as we talked about last time, and you're going to see things at a different view than the individual who is really more immersed in their own day-to-day and the tasks that they're doing without necessarily thinking and always being very self-aware. So we could ask questions to encourage self-awareness and self-management. For example, how did the facilitation of the meeting positively impact the engagement of the team? Or if you could do one thing differently about that meeting, what would it be? Both of those are encouraging the other individual to really look within at what they did or didn't do. Those are so much more effective than just asking a general question like, hey, how do you think the meeting went? Which doesn't necessarily encourage self-awareness. Step three in our process is to discuss and explore options. When we're coaching someone, we absolutely want behavior change to occur. As a coach, you're on the lookout for what can they do differently or better? So discussing and exploring options starts with asking great questions. And I'm going to do the whole next podcast on how to do that effectively. But what I'll share with you in the the next episode is going to be about the concept of ask, don't tell. So many of us want to tell people what to do, what to do differently. For example, if I saw someone kind of struggling in a meeting from a facilitation standpoint, I might want to jump in and say, hey, here's what you can do next time hey, why don't you start a flip chart or whiteboard? Or I could give all kinds of advice, but that is not going to help with growth and development. And that's certainly not going to help the other person take ownership over their own behaviors. So ask good questions first. Then we want to discuss the pros and cons of the actions being explored. If we go back to one of the examples I mentioned in step two, maybe someone is using very passive communication. They're not being very assertive. And they say, okay, Next time, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say more in a meeting, for example. And I could be like, okay, great. And I might just accept that particular option as what they're going to do going forward. However, that's pretty general and it's not very specific in terms of their actions. I probably would want to encourage them to be much more specific about what would that look like. So if they said, I'm going to jump in more during meetings, I would help them to think about, okay, what would that look like? When might you look for opportunities to participate more actively in the meeting? What might get in your way of doing that? How will you overcome that? Or maybe even have them think about setting a goal. How many times do you want to participate? Just to get them thinking about their concrete plans and actually me being very deliberate and helping them to create the ideal actions that are going to set them up to be successful. So the discussing and exploring options step really is about facilitating a great dialogue in which the other individual is taking ownership over their behavior and about their growth and what they're going to do differently or better. And then step number four is developing a plan. What this means is we both want to walk away from this coaching session with clarity about what actions are going to be taken. So this is my chance at the end of the discussion to clarify and confirm what I've heard set those expectations for what the next steps are, and really reinforce that person expressing confidence that I know they can do it. Also set a follow-up date. 
It's amazing that when we take time to coach like this and we have a clear purpose and we have a great discussion, so many times a pitfall is not following up and setting a follow-up time to have a discussion with that individual. So I might say something like, okay, let's get back in two weeks and talk about your progress towards this goal. And we'll just touch base briefly to discuss how you're doing. That way, you're driving accountability for the development and for the growth and for that coaching outcome. Four steps to a successful outcome in coaching include step one, setting the stage, which means you are prepared and clear in your purpose and how you're going to provide the feedback to the other individual. Step two, being really thoughtful about how you're going to define the opportunity or problem. And that means being as specific and helpful as possible by painting a picture of what this person can do to grow and also what the consequences are if they don't grow. Number three is discussing and exploring options, which means this is about dialogue. At the heart of a good coaching discussion, we are listening more than we're talking. And that means we have to be great at asking wonderful, strategic, and thought-provoking questions. And then step four, develop a plan. Make sure by the time you leave this session and they leave this session, that they feel excited about what they're going to do to grow, that they see a picture of the future that is exciting for them. They see themselves operating at a higher level. They're confident and they know that you're going to be there to support their efforts. And just know that I'm here to support yours. And if you follow these four steps, you are going to be setting yourself up to have a much more successful coaching outcome. Now go out there and schedule a coaching session with someone that you are committed to, that you want to see grow and develop. Let's go. Thanks for listening today and join me next week. We're going to continue on our coaching series. I'm going to share with you some strategies to ask, don't tell. This is such a challenge, but you can do it. And I'm going to give you four great ideas how. 